just like I thought. It's the idea. Put your hands up. Mind I'll haul off and pump you up chest and belly alike. Go ahead, but would you mind telling me what this is all about Don't first? get you anyways playing dumb. Well, I'll be. So that's where your goods are hidden, eh, Dodsey? Uh-huh. And what's the trouble here? It seems like I accidentally stumbled on Dodsey's treasure. Accidentally? Why were you trying to pry up that rock? Tell me that. Because I saw a Gila monster crawl under oh, it. Brother, I gotta hand it to you. You can certainly think up a good story when you need one. Okay, I'm a liar. There isn't a Gila monster under there. See you stick your hand in and get your goods out. Go ahead. Sure I will. Don't you try any bad moves. Don't worry, I'll stay right where I am. I want to see this. Reach in and get your goods. If you don't, we'll think you're yellow, won't we, Howard? They never let go, do they, Howard, once they grab onto you? And cut them in two, and the head will still hang on till sundown, I hear. By that time, the victim doesn't usually care, because he's dead anyway. Isn't that right, Howard? I reckon. What's the matter, Dobbsy? Why don't you stick your hand right in and get your treasure? Couldn't be because you're scared to, could it, after the way you've been shooting your mouth off? Sure, she ain't yellow, Dobbsy. I'd hate to think that my partner had a yellow streak up his back. I'll kill you, you dirty thieving! Welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with Bryn and Jeremy. Yeah, that's what it is. That's the show. <laughs> that's what it is. How have you been this week? Listener? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You're, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> you were asking me and then you were like, we just talked for an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know how you've been this week. <laughs> Someone else answer. No. Yeah, someone at home answer. <laughs> Just answer. Pause the show. You're gonna yeah. want to pause the show at this point. And this is this is a genuine request, by the way. <laughs> I'm gonna want you to pause the show for a second mm-hmm. and just say out loud wherever you are. If you're in your home, you're in your bathtub, in your car, mm-hmm. maybe at you're work. At, maybe you're at work at your desk. Mm-hmm. You got one headphone in. We don't we don't mix it in stereo for that reason. We know we know how you guys. That's why because I know how and I would I would have done it normally. Yeah, but, but I, I, I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do such a thing. to <laughs> wouldn't you. Wouldn't do that. So pause it. Pause it. Tell us. You probably have already paused it because I already said to do it. No, no, but <laughs> but I haven't given you instructions on what to do yet. Yeah. So you're gonna want to pause the show. And you're gonna say out loud what you did this week. Right. Okay. Right now. Mm, interesting. Wow. Okay. That's that sounds like a great week. <laughs> I'm glad you're having such a great weekend. Yeah. Um, it was Father's Day weekend. No, it's Father's Day this weekend. That's what I mean. But you're listening to it. Oh, that's right. It. You're listening to this after Father's On Day Father's weekend. Day you're weekend, absolutely so right, Bryn. I'm sure. Where is my mind? <laughs> I'm sure you had a beautiful uh, Father's Day weekend with your father. Who that's is right. Maybe alive or not. Maybe not. R.I.P. Remembering your father, watching uh, the movie Father's Day with Billy Crystal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and robin williams yeah um and this is about this actually this was uh my first father's day oh yeah you're gonna be a, it's you're the dad this yeah, time <laughs> i'm this my first father's day was was on on uh, sunday right what did you this do past week oh what did i do um <laughs> <laughs> why well, you you won't believe this friend <laughs> uh-huh. but i actually went to the fucking moon <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. That's amazing. Yeah, my wife, she really, she went all <laughs> She got Elon Musk and or Jeff Bezos. Yeah, she, when it, when it's she made a few calls. She pulled a few strings. Oh, wow. I didn't know she had that kind of, uh, that kind of connection. <laughs> Wallace and Gromit style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, ate, we ate the cheese yeah. on the little crackers, and yeah, we had a great time on the moon. Wow, that's really impressive. You're like one of the only top 20 people. Yeah, one, of, one of just a select handful of people who've been to the moon. Yeah, and as a dad. <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah, uh-huh. well... Well, this isn't a this isn't a show about space travel or uh, going to yeah, not going yeah. to the moon or eating cheese. Yeah. It's a show about movies. It's a show about movies mm-hmm. and Brynn, I would love to know what did you watch this I week? I watched uh the new er uh Miranda July movie that oh. I had been putting off watching for some reason. Um it's called Cajillionaire. Mhm. And uh I finally put it on. I was in the mood for a little Miranda How new is July. It? It's like 2000 18 i think 2018 uh oh no i'm not lying uh it came out last year according to i I was gonna say i could have sworn i saw like stuff for it i remember like hearing about it in In fact i think you talked about it when it was going to come out i was excited yeah um i think what happened was it was supposed to come out in 20 like late 2019 or something and then got pushed back and then i think it got pushed back because of the pandemic so Mm -hmm. it eventually came out um it had its world premiere at sundance on january 25th and then was released in theaters uh december 25th 2020 but who went so i finally watched it and uh it was really good i'm Um, sure i think marina july is not in it okay and i think it's much better uh and people talk like miranda july though that's the thing this movie doesn't have that. Great. Like, <laughs> can I just say, great? It's a weird movie. Um, it's much weirder in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have metaphor, really. Um, I think she's really on to something because it's much more like her book. She wrote a book a couple of years ago called The First Bad Man, which I loved and I mm-hmm. thought was really good and much more cohesive of a narrative. Yeah. Um, and this movie kind of feels in step with that. It's a movie about this very strange family who is living in some sort of office building behind like a soap factory and like their their wall leaks and all they do all day is like pull off scams so Mm -hmm. they're scammers and they're like constantly doing like oceans 11 type heists but they're idiots like they have no idea what they're doing they're constantly like but they're still successfully no they're basically homeless okay um but they're like scamming their landlord by like making them cry all the time and just being like we'll get you the rent they're six months behind on their rent but they're only paying five hundred dollars or I think they're paying like $200 a month because uh-huh. the wall leaks soap. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's very, starts off very bizarre and like kind of, I guess a little bit twee, but it's so weird and like so, it much feel, yeah. more feels like a, um, I don't know, like a Terry Gilliam kind of movie about like how strange, like Fisher King style, where it's like these people are constantly like, I have an idea. We're going to go, we're going to take this free airplane tickets that we got from stealing the mail (laughs) like they're just stealing people's mail and then we're gonna 
do an insurance on baggage and then we're going to come back and pretend we're going to steal your bag and then you'll get (laughs) $1,500. Like... Uh-huh. stupid stupid stuff but that kind of makes sense but it's just so much more work than it would just be to get a job right. but what happens is on the plane they meet a normal person who's sort of she's just this like puerto rican girl who is sort of bored and like fascinated by what they're doing right and then you, like it's like a third of the way into the movie, all of a sudden you get this like POV character where she's like, this is insane and you guys are very strange, but I'm interested. Um, and then, and then it sort of explains, it like takes a turn and sort of explained what's really kind of going on, which right. is like their weird, like paranoid overbearing parents who like don't trust society and like wanted to homeschool and wanted to like take care of this child that they have who's now like a 26 year old woman who's completely devoid of like cultural uh understanding she just understands like scamming and like splitting things three ways and like (laughs) trying to like survive she's like a feral child who's like grown up and she's like always wearing she dresses like jay from jay and silent bob you know she's wearing like huge clothes and like doesn't understand her femininity at all Not like really just like just dresses like she just has big clothes you know got it um so it's this weird sort of character study of this strange person who's named after an a homeless man her name is old doyle <laughs> uh they named her that because she he was supposed to leave them his will or something um anyway so it ends up being this weird sort of like fish out of water story where she's starting to f- kind of fall in love with this normal girl and then she's sort of like trying to rescue her from her parents right and then it just becomes this sort of fun three-way game of like trying to scam each other where they're like trying to separate her from there but then she's trying to like keep the fifteen hundred dollars and then the last half of the movie is basically like almost like a very stupid strange heist movie mm-hmm. um and because it has like this narrative like concrete technical narrative of like you know what the stakes are it's not like this weird sort of wishy-washy like i'm gonna make the tides different like in the future it's this very like who's gonna get the money Mm -hmm. and then as the movie goes on it sort of imbues that like who's gonna get the money with a lot of like emotional resonance of like if they let her have the money it means they actually care about her if they don't let her have the money it means they're selfish pricks who will never be in her life again right and then that sort of like and then like is she going to be able to stay with this normal girl because she's crazy and weird and doesn't understand culture? Um, and that all kind of comes to a head. And then there's this really kind of emotional and really nice resolve to it mm-hmm. um, that is all set up like movie wise, you know, like writing wise. Right. Uh, in a way that I don't think July has ever really attempted. Right. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> it's not, like, I wouldn't say like her, her movies that I've seen are like particularly like like written in like yeah they're uh, more like vignettes yeah like it seems like it seems like a crueler thing to say about an artist than i mean it (laughs) like it's i don't mean that they don't feel written i mean they don't feel like capital w yeah yeah (laughs) what r capital Capital five they're not like they're not hard r written (laughs) yeah no but i totally agree and i was i mean as a fan of her work before yeah i was really impressed because i already like her sort of more gauzy sort of mood Mm -hmm. pieces 
Um, even though she's sort of overly twee and sort of weird and like starry eyed and far away. This was a movie about weirdos who are like very intent on like getting a jacuzzi. And yeah. like it's the dad from um, Six Feet Under. He's like in, oh. uh, he's in Burn After Reading mm-hmm. as like the guy who's in love with Francis McDormand. He's the dad. And so he's really funny and like very much like strict in a weird way but he's paranoid and scared of everything and like yeah. these characters start to become really fleshed out i'd um, love to see her take a crack at something like really straightforward i would <laughs> yeah. love to see her take a crack at just like a a not like super straightforward but like grounded as like a like a like a spike jones movie i feel like this is kind of it you like, think so i mean it's it's a little more there's like one moment that is mer- the most Miranda July thing in the movie is they're all afraid that the world's going to end. Mm-hmm. Like for whatever re- like she's basically the, the girl in the movie is basically raised by these two, like almost cultists. They just like, don't believe in capital to the point that like they mm-hmm. think scamming is the only way to live or whatever. But the, none, none of their ideas make any sense. Um, they're just greedy. And it's like the whole metaphor is that it's like, she's a sheltered person raised by selfish parents, but it's taken to like an absurd degree where they just only care about money and they only care about like surviving. Um, And so she's sort of always being held by this idea that like, the a big quake is gonna come and kill us and like you have to be prepared and we have to be ready and like that happens at one point where they're in like this dark bathroom and like, she starts freaking out and thinking she's dead and the normal girl is trying to tell her that that's not happening but then like the pins of light in this dark bathroom just start to become stars and you're just like looking at like space and she's like we're dead um and that's like the most miranda july thing in the movie that you promise you promise me nobody in this movie talks like marcel the shell it's uh evan rachel wood Uh is the main girl and she talks like she has, she's talking like really deep. Okay. She talks like this the whole time, which is strange. I'm not sure what the choice is, um, but no one, you should watch the trailer, but no one is talking like Miranda July. No. Nobody's doing the Marcel the Shell voice. No, no. Okay. The the Puerto Rican girl is talking very normal. <laughs> uh, the mom barely speaks. The dad from Six Feet Under is talking like him. Yeah. And then Evan Rachel Wood is talking like she has a husky voice. That's fun. I like a husky. It's voice. interesting movie, and I I thought it, I thought the what really impressed me was that it ended on such a not a twist, mm-hmm. but like they had she had set up all of these stakes of like this is what everything means, and then she fakes you out, and you think it's one ending, and then it then it's a different ending, and it was like very yeah. writerly. Not so not in terms of like the twistiness, but rather like. I, that kind of makes me think of of the movie we watched this week in some ways where yes. there's a lot of stuff throughout the movie where I'm like, oh, that seems like it's probably just going to like go away. <laughs> nope. And then it doesn't. You're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, look at you. Yeah. Setting up foreshadowing and stuff, huh? <laughs> oh, a night movie from the 40s? What are you, <laughs> you, it's almost like you've seen the future. Uh, anyway. Uh, but so I really recommend it. I thought it was a fantastic. Yeah, I, might, I actually might check that out. I thought it was a really cute movie. Um, you know, nice little lesbian romance movie with a very weird sense of humor. And yeah. uh, I've never really seen anything like it, even from Miranda July. So uh, good oh, on her. Did you watch the rest of Extras? 
I haven't watched it. Ah, nuts. I was really hoping you did. <laughs> Sorry. I'll watch it soon. <laughs> I really want to. Um, but what did you watch this week? Uh, so I, after watching um, our, our, our movie for the week, yep. uh, it, got, it got me thinking a lot again about a movie that we talked about last week that I said I wanted to put on the list and then I just couldn't wait. Uh, <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey I decided and the to Bandit. watch Smokey and the Bandit again. I've never seen that movie. It's, I mean, to compare it to The Treasure of the Sierra Madre is is not fair. It's <laughs> not fair. One of them is a Criterion, like, very beloved, fantastic movie that's, like, possibly one of the best ever made. And one of them <laughs> is uh, Burt Reynolds driving a car. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. But, but like, it got me thinking about it because I was, happens? like... What it's, happens? It's... I, I mean, know nothing about it. I, so I was thinking about it because I was like, it's such a fun, like, like Treasure Sierra Madre was so much fun and I had such a great time watching it. And I was like, this is like a, like, I, I miss just like a fun, like moving adventure movie. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to throw on Smokey because I hadn't seen it in a long time. So Smokey and the Bandit is a movie about, uh, Burt Reynolds is a, uh, is a washed up, um, he's like a truck driver, like it, he, okay. So w- when we meet him, He's at a truck rodeo, which is a like a, a truck rodeo. Yeah, it's like a like a county fair type of thing. Like, uh, you know, do like drag races with big rigs and like, you know, like there's like one of them doing donuts and like a mud pit <laughs> and whatever. And it's like just people like just like out to see trucks celebrating do funny trucks. stuff. OK, yeah, it's just like a place to go see trucks like, you know, get wrecked and whatever. Truck tricks. Yeah. And and, and Smokey is or uh, sorry, the bandit is um uh He's like a legend. Who plays the bandit? That's uh, Burt Reynolds. Oh, that's Burt. I always assumed he was Smokey. No, Smokey is uh, Jackie Gleason. Okay. Um, no, the bandit is like a legend in in this community. And uh, you don't really know why. And you kind of never really know why. He just is like well known for being a like cool truck driver guy. And um, uh, some dudes who are running the fair are like we need a truck full of Coors beer for a party that we're having <laughs> a truck full yeah and apparently i guess it used to be that like you couldn't get Coors west of a certain part of the country and if you moved it across that part of the country it counted as bootlegging but Coors was like really well loved because it like didn't have preservatives or something it doesn't really matter and okay. this is kind of like one of the things i wanted to talk about with it. but basically so what happens is the guy commissions the bandit to go to texas to get a truck full of coors beer and then bring it back to atlanta so he's he's he's, uh he's trafficking he's trafficking beer beer, and he's got 48 hours to do it and it's a long drive and it's gonna take you know nobody's ever done it in 48 hours this period (laughs) and then in addition to that you've got to like steal you've got to like bring all this beer across state lines and and so he he brings his buddy fred and the or not fred uh what is the guy's actual name? Fred is the dog. Uh, the guy's <laughs> Cletus? name. Cletus? Cletus, yes. Uh, Snowman Snow. Snowman, yes. Yeah. So the story basically from there is that they have to drive to Texas and back again. Cletus drives the truck with Fred. Uh, Bandit drives a really fast car. Is and Smokey the car? No, is- Smokey is the cops. Um, oh. Smokey is just like what they call cops. Okay. And uh, basically, the idea is that he's going to drive this really fast car to distract all the cops so that the truck can get to Atlanta without anybody ever looking in the back. 
Okay. Right. That's the plan is like you just make enough of a distraction that nobody ever asks about the truck because they're all too worried about you driving around like a fucking maniac. <laughs> okay. And and that's most of the movie is just there's one cop who's following them from Texas all the way to Atlanta because his son was supposed to marry this woman and she ran off and she got in the car with the bandit and they're driving. All and right. there's like a like a love thing that's happening between them, but you don't give a shit. <laughs> you don't give a shit at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really doesn't matter. Although they have fantastic chemistry together, and it does help the movie. It's Sally Field. Yeah, yeah. You don't really care about whether or not it works between them, but it probably does. It does. Yeah, they like make out and whatever, okay. and you're fine. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> okay. But they have great chemistry together, and they mm-hmm. are entertaining. But anyway, what I was gonna say is that like, what's so great about Smoking the Bandit is that. It is a it is a lesson that I wish modern filmmakers would take in pacing and in like when you're making a movie like this, which is dumb fun. That's mm-hmm. the point of smoking yeah, and is that it is stupid and it's fun and you're there to watch cars drive. Right. <laughs> they take I, I timed it. I, I really like looked at the times by it's a it's a ninety four minute movie. By ten minutes in, we're already on the road. Wow. So this is all set up in 10 minutes. 10 minutes. We're already driving. We need beer. We're driving to plan. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and by, by 15 minutes, we've met every character we're going to meet. Okay. There's no new characters after 15 so minutes. Started... Except for like little, you know, like one liner people that, because like part of the thing is that like Snowman and Bandit are like constantly driving and doing jobs and whatever. So like they know people around the country. Right. And so like they'll, they'll be on the CB radio and there'll be some lady who's just like, Hey, it's me. High stockings McGee. <laughs> and they're like, high stockings. Is that you? <laughs> and she's like, I got a report for you of a smoky coming your way. <laughs> oh, thanks. High, high well, stockings. Shucks. And she's like, why don't you come on by and fuck me? sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm with a girl right now. Please don't say that on the radio. <laughs> Can't stop right now, Isaki. So maybe a little bit later. <laughs> but yeah, basically the charm of the movie is fun driving stunts, all practical driving stunts, right? Uh, filmed like like Jackie Chan does action, where it's like we we paid a stunt driver so we are getting the stunt right like they never cut ever like it's like maybe like in like a big set piece where like for example there's a set piece where um bandit's car is short enough to get under a truck oh yeah that's a good one Smokey's car isn't so like bandit gets under the truck or no, sorry, Bandit goes around the truck. Never mind. And oh. then Smokey doesn't turn in time. So Smokey goes under the truck <laughs> and it rips the whole top of the car God. off. <laughs> and him and his son are like ducking down and it like rips the whole top off. They don't cut away from that. They just show you the car go through the thing. <laughs> There's so, a, uh, isn't that in National Lampoon's Vacation? Or like one of the... Yeah, they do that in that. One that's of one vacation. of my favorite tropes in a movie too is like the car that gets destroyed over the course of the movie they do it in um either tommy boy or black sheep one or the other oh yeah whatever one has the car <laughs> yeah I, I love that though when like a car gets like wrecked over the course just of a movie destroyed. and by the end of it you're just like whatever i don't care about the car anymore <laughs> and that happens to the the texas smoky throughout the movie um but the other appealing thing about it is that it's like one Jumanji. of the best uh <laughs> 
Jumanji. Yeah, the cop car keeps getting beat up oh. and then like eventually gets eaten by a huge plant. <laughs> and he says, Fine, take it. Uh, <laughs> it's David Allen Creer. But the, the other the other other really appealing thing about it is that it's one of the best documents, as far as I know, of like seventies and eighties trucker culture. And like yeah. this sort of like anti cop sort of like uh like road culture of like talking to each other on cb radios and they have like this sort of like anti-language that they use where they're like calling stuff different like the the um like cops are called smokies but then it's like they have other ones like there it's like a county cop is a county mountie and like the texas cop car is called like a texas gumball machine and like they have all these different like terms that they use so that like if a cop is listening in on the radio they don't know what they're talking about right but like the movie like really does a good job of like kind of like holding your hand through it and being like you know like sally field will ask like what does that mean he's like he's like it's a cop car or whatever don't worry about it (laughs) (laughs) so the lesson you want people to learn from smoking in the bandit is get to the point yeah get to the point (laughs) as soon as possible if it's get us fucking moving if it's a fun movie yeah the point is to have fun 10 minutes and it it, you know both of those movies together had me thinking about a new hope a lot and why Mm. a new hope is my favorite star wars is because a new hope is the only one that moves like an adventure movie it's the only one that because it is yeah because they didn't think they were going to make an epic space opera they thought they were making a stupid adventure movie (laughs) so it like moves really quickly and like you know i i haven't timed that out but i feel like pretty early on in that movie you've met most of the people you're going to meet yeah we start with darth vader leia yeah and then we go directly we cut to, to Luke. Uh, yep. Han Solo is the only one who we meet late, and I mean, I guess that. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Obi Wan is there. Yeah, Obi Wan we meet pretty quick. The aunt and uncle die, and we're off. But yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's all the fun part is the beginning. You're immediately set up by like, there's a guy after you. Yeah. There's a fucking dark Lord. Who's going to come kill something. That's the first scene. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, smoking and the bandit fucking sick movie. A lot of fun. Wow. You'd recommend it. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Really great. Great, 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 great time. Um, music is very fun. It's all bluegrass. Um, yeah, not like a, <laughs> I don't know, like not a lot going on. Otherwise, it's mostly just like car stunts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fun. That's it's enough. Very fun is the I thing. Mean, like, like they're all really good. Fast stunts. and the Furious is one of the most famous movies. Yeah, but the thing for... with Fast and Furious, and I mean, I haven't seen all of them, so I may be wrong about this. And please feel free to, you know, to, I haven't to seen email any Jake Flores yeah. if you have a problem. <laughs> um, but. Uh, y- you know the problem with those is that they don't do the stunts really they like oh. it's always like computer animated as far as i've seen and like the Definitely stuff that they're doing that way, is yeah. like i don't know they cut so much and they're like they're cheating it so much like smoking the bandit is great because it's just like you just see the car go into the lake you know that's it yeah the car driving across the football field that's really happening you know? <laughs> yeah I like that. I mean, that's why people like the French Connection. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, they are all going to die. Like yeah. there was, there's a lot of danger going on on the screen. <laughs> that's fun. I think it's worth it if yeah. it's if it's fun and it's a fun story. Just like why bog it down with a bunch of 
It's not Gene even Hackman a fun Muggett. story is the thing. Like, Smoking the Bandit is grabbing a bunch barely of... <laughs> a story. It's just grabbing like... Grabbing a bunch of beer and then driving away. That's yeah, they don't even really ever tell you, like, why do you? Why do we want the beer? Doesn't really matter. Who cares? Who cares? He's just like, we want... It's a rich guy who's just like, we want some beer for our party. And he's like, <laughs> go to the store. And he's like, no, we want cores. And he's like, all right, sure, I'll go on your little mission. And he's like, I'll pay you $40,000. He's like, I will really go what? on your mission. <laughs> That's the stakes? He's got 40000 the stakes is it's a forty thousand dollar job. Yeah. Holy shit, that's a lot of money for just a kick, kick, chuck of beer. Right, but then the end of it is that like they get there and he's got like two seconds to like he just literally leaves him the truck and he's like I need a car to get out of here and he's like here take my Cadillac and he's like all right we're out of here and he gets in the car and he's like I need my money and he's like how about double or nothing you go up to Boston and get us some clam chowder he's like all right double or nothing I'll do it <laughs> and he drives off and that's the end of the movie <laughs> double or nothing. <laughs> eighty thousand dollars or nothing yeah and he's like then the the rich guy's like talking to his son and he's just and he says something like yeah maybe this one will break him or whatever and you're (laughs) like oh this is more about like the game to you i guess (laughs) but who cares (laughs) and then there's that second one which no one likes right i don't think anybody likes the second one no (laughs) is Um, that one about the eighty thousand dollars that i do not know i've never seen it well we'll have to find out next time (laughs) on generation loss Otherwise, we're talking about The Treasure of Sierra Madre. Yeah. That is the movie we watched this week. It is directed by John Huston. It is from 1948. Yes. It's, and it's a movie that neither of us expected to like, I think. <laughs> so, okay. Here's the, here's the thing. Uh, when we put a bunch of... What we do... A little behind the scenes for you guys. A little guys. peek behind the curtain. Uh, what we do is we have a list of movies that we think we should talk about. And there's no criteria, as you, if you've been listening to this show for any amount of time. The criteria is we think we can say something interesting about it. We think it deserves to be revisited. Yeah, or we just want to watch it. Yeah, because... But one thing I did want to kind of do with this show, especially as we're going on, is we talked about last year one thing we wanted to do was watch more movies from different eras like not get bogged down into like nostalgia for our own childhoods or modern movies but like i'll take some all kinds of different stuff and so i was kind of wanting to use this as a uh excuse to force myself to watch shit i've never seen um and so i put a couple titles on the list this this month or uh this year um of just shit that i was like I've always wanted to see this. I hear it's good. I have no idea what it is, but I, you know, it's a classic or whatever. Yeah. Um, and coming up was this one, Treasure Sarah Madre. And I kind of was like, I don't want to watch this. Just yeah. We I- both last week were just like, are we really going to watch this? This is old. And <laughs> it's old. And it, we I already don't- watched an old one this month. <laughs> Cause we watched Ikiru, yeah. which was great, but it's, you know, it's sad. It's a slog. It's old. It's, it's not a slog. Watch it's- it. It's fantastic. But it's like, it's you know there's a lot more investment sometimes yeah, with a subtitled sure. old film from a you know, for a foreign film that's like the most cultural uh like steps away from what you are yeah i mean the, the real truth of the matter is and it was making i was talking about this with my boyfriend was like most movies are bad and lots of movies that get the classic status are also it's not very good like there's a lot of right. shit that people are like that movie's a, 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 an achievement and you watch it and it's dog shit yeah you watch it and you're like why is this an achievement they're like it's the first time this lens was used and you're like i don't care <laughs> i yeah. don't care what but one thing i learned from film school was that a lot of the stuff 
that is considered classic was just popular. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of the shit that was like bringing up baby is a stupid movie about like rich people and a fucking baby leopard. And it's like, you know, just slapstick dog shit. It be, it's like if you made it now, it would be like Owen Wilson and Renee Zellweger by a leopard or whatever. Right, and it's right, like, right. this sucks. Who cares? But it was really popular. And so people were like a classic screwball comedy. And it's like, it's only classic because people liked it. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's good. Um, but then what you're removed from is the time. So the culture is completely different. You don't know the cultural touchstones of why are these guys in Mexico? Why are they poor? what is happening in this world um and then you know some and then further removing it it's like if it's a foreign movie it's also not your culture so it's like sometimes you can have to like really pay attention and like do a reading and so it's a lot more work yeah but but we i was gonna get a guest and have them change it didn't work out we'll do that in a couple weeks um but so we ended up watching it and uh i think we were both really pleasantly surprised i fucking loved it just from right up the, top from this movie rips it's <laughs> so good it's so fucking good like i was so shocked i literally like as i was turning it on last night mo was like starting to do some like nighttime chores and whatever and i you know i was like i'm i'm gonna turn on this movie and she's like what is it i was like it's called you know treasure sierra madre and she's like is it old i was like is it fucking listen to the name is it fucking old (laughs) it's so old it's so old humphrey bogart is in it it's so old if it was eight years before it might be silent (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah it's humphrey bogart and it's one of humphrey bogart's early movies yeah so this is an old movie this is an old ass movie um and so it's i was very surprised i was almost i would say like the first maybe like five minutes of it i was like mm, i don't know about this and then uh-huh. like about five minutes in i was like oh i'm in i'm here i'm with i it. can't remember when the i'm tr- i just watched it today i put it off until today yeah um and i mean i also had a busy week but um i'm trying to remember where the turning point was where i was like oh i'm into this this is interesting and i think it might have been uh when they beat up the guy for the money yes so okay we're gonna have to take this point by yeah, point. Let's do a quick a quick plot uh recap here okay. is that uh humphrey bogart and his homie are uh they're just like kind of like hobo you know roustabout sort of types in uh, mexico they are uh just kind of like doing little little tricks here and there to like make a little bit of money mostly begging mostly begging um you know kind of like uh banking a lot on the fact that they are americans and there's other american expats around and they're like hey come on i'm an american why don't you you yeah give me a little bit of money for that Mm -hmm. uh and at some point they meet a fella who's like hey why don't you come you know work for me instead of begging you fucking losers he's like i'm not gonna give you any money but i will give you a job i'll give you a job eight bucks a a day we're building uh oil wells and uh you know i pay top dollar for it and so they go and they do that for a couple of weeks and they come back and the dude is like, hey, uh, actually, fuck off. I'm never paying you. See you later. <laughs> and they're like, damn, that sucks. Yeah. And uh, they basically, uh, they're like, look it. You owe us 300 bucks. You're not walking out of here. And then- Oh, yeah, yeah. So they, they fuck off for a little while and then they they find him again mm. and they, they find him in a bar and they're like, look, we're not leaving another fucking money. And they beat his ass up <laughs> yeah he actually attacks them because they're like come on 
you got to pay us. And yeah. he's like, oh, we'll have another drink. And then hits him with a bottle. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. this fight scene. So the movie's in black and white. It's shot kind of like you'd expect if, yes. you're, if you've seen an older movie. And then all of a sudden this fight scene happens, which is shot at first a little clumsy and then gets brutal mm-hmm. and weird because the guy who's the rich guy starts kind of winning and then they kind of like crawl and team up on with each other and then beat the shit out of him mm-hmm. he's like i'm fuck i'm licked yeah, I they, they like beat his ass it's, they're like holding his hair and like punching him and shit it's yeah. like really brutal it's way more brutal than i would have thought and i was like this is weird okay what's going to happen and so then they they basically he's got fucking eight hundred dollars on him yeah and they well so this is what they deserved of them and they give then they throw yeah, the rest say, on this his is face. like so key to the rest of the movie i feel is like that they right off the bat because like otherwise like the shit that transpires throughout the movie like you'd feel a lot less bad for them if not for setting them up like this by being like he has a lot of money they beat the shit out of him he is in no condition to keep them from robbing him completely but they only take what he owed them and then give him the rest of the money i mean disrespectfully they throw throw it it on his his bloody face which you know quite frankly you know fuck that guy yeah fuck that guy (laughs) it's awesome you do you humphrey like you're on their side yeah and uh so humphrey bogart is dobbs uh the other guy uh, is uh michael what's his name curtain is his name yeah i don't remember who he's played by tim uh tim holt bob curtain yeah so so it's dobbs and curtain and they they meet a guy in like a uh kind of a flop house that they're staying in who's a gold prospector who you'll know from uh literally every other depiction of a gold prospector you've <laughs> ever seen <laughs> well one, th- one thing that's interesting about watching old movies is that this guy is the prototype this is yes. the movie where it's like what is a gold presser like this guy yeah just like a wily old coot <laughs> yeah he's got a way smarter than you think he is but you think he's crazy and he kind of is crazy but mm-hmm. then he's like wise beyond his ears but he also like dances and go he 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 yes uh yeah so he's a gold prospector yeah so at some point they have a conversation with him i don't remember when it happens exactly but it's before the fight uh they have a conversation with him about gold prospecting and he's like you've got the money it's a fucking nice thing to get into but you know it's hard to get that money and they're like, well, shit, we got that money now. And there's like a, a lottery thing. They win the lottery uh, for a couple hundred bucks. He gets an extra $200 because he, he like was talked into by a child yeah. to buy like a 25th of a ticket. So he wins yeah. like an extra 200 bucks and he which, gets them which, over the edge. As we were talking about before, it's one of those things where like as it happens, you're like, this doesn't need to be here. Like you could just have <laughs> had, you know, whatever the, the money they got from the guy could have been enough. Yeah. You didn't need to write this in. It's just kind of like a weird extra thing, but it actually is really important later. Yes. Uh, to the power dynamic of their group. <laughs> and it also doesn't come back for, for like a while. halfway through the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then to the end of the movie with the kid is really important at the end. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. So it's like, very tightly written yeah so so they so they decide to go into gold prospecting and they get the prospector and the three of them are going off into like just wild mexico like yeah to, the, to go find somewhere the in the middle of fucking nowhere on a mountain to try to dig for gold right mm-hmm. and uh they're riding on a train and they encounter some banditos and uh 
they have the a very funny like shootout with them this is like the, this is where i was completely on board with the movie because what happens is the train just stops humphrey bogart wakes up they all have botten guns because they yeah. know they're going to need to protect their gold they see the bandits running out around outside and then they all immediately start shooting and it's like the sort of old west train shootout yeah just like you think it's going but what's really special about this is that their performance after they win yes is like so genuinely amped it's <laughs> so fucking funny they're just like dude did you see that one guy he's like i fucking got that guy i got three of them how many did you get <laughs> it's so funny that they're all just sitting around like the, the movie stops for a second for all of them to just be like yo but that one guy with the hat holy shit man i almost had him i i you know hand to yeah. god hand to god if it had gone on for a couple more minutes i would have got, got that motherfucker it's so interesting because i've never in my life because you would have expected in a movie like this for these characters to be like that was our duty man yeah, you yeah, know blow like blow the smoke off of the thing and like no but they act like you know kids kind of who yeah, just like yeah. never really been in a shootout before and are astounded that they won and didn't get shot right uh and it's really endearing to all of them i think and the prospector is sort of less like that but he's like good job boys you know yeah, like good job everybody uh, we did it we did the thing and then and then like the conductor comes up to him and is like thanks you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh and, on behalf of the railroad <laughs> I'd and like i thought, to say thanks so there's especially curtain feels so modern like mm-hmm. his performance feels like a random guy just like a real dude right um humphrey bogart is such a he's character. doing like the daniel plainview voice yeah yeah but it's his voice but yeah. it's like it's definitely uh he feels more acting um but that guy just feels like he's in he's, he's just very like natural a guy yeah. yeah there's a really curtain is really naturalistic and it makes the movie feel very um i don't know just really relatable right. in a way that i wouldn't have expected oh another thing to set up now before we get further in is that the the prospector is constantly talking about how like everybody's friends now but like once the gold's involved like shit gets weird and they're yeah. like, no, shut up. No, not us. We're cool. <laughs> yeah. We're fucking cool guys. It's not going to happen to we're us. Norm- we're reasonable dudes. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, and so they get to the mountain. They're taking these these burros up the hill. And uh, they're they, just hiking their asses right, off. And they both start to doubt the old man's, you know, shit a couple times they think they find gold and like that's fool gold it's pyrite that's not nothing don't worry about it you've also found gold multiple times but it wasn't enough yeah Um, and also another thing that they set up here that's going to be important later is that like they splash water all over the uh, all over the fool's gold and they're like look at this it's fucking gold and he's like hey listen next time you guys find the line is so funny he's like like, hey next time time you guys strike it it rich uh, (laughs) let me know so you don't waste all our water (laughs) water can be more valuable than gold sometimes times um and so he they uh finally find gold they they've you know they get to the top and he's like it's somewhere else and then they sort of this sort of anticlimactic moment of like it cuts to like the pan he's like and then you hear bogey being like is that it 
is that gold? And he's yeah. like, yeah. He's like, it just looks like shiny sand. And he's like, yeah, it's not really what it, you know, <laughs> gold isn't like big nuggets already. You got it. And then he explains like, yeah, yeah, well, this is like a fun part too. It it's kind so of fun. like has like an adventure, <laughs> like, like a boy adventure novel sort of feel to it where he's just like, yeah, you know, like it's down here is where you find out that there is gold, but up there is where the actual gold is. And right. then he's like, and then he's like showing them how to build the thing. And like, you got to use the sluice and you got to like pan it out of that. whatever. <laughs> yeah. And there's like this sort of like, almost explanatory thing of like how gold digging works but what they also tell you is that like we got to build our camp far away from here and they're like why and he's like well because if someone comes by we can pretend we're hunters yeah we gotta and pretend that, that we're not gold right, miners right so then there's this whole other thing so there so most of the first part of the movie is mining and the dangers of mining and then also the dangers of just being there because you're trying to make sure no other people come by and they they explain this all through very naturalistic dialogue of like um if people come up here that we don't have a claim to this if we register a claim it's much less profitable also it takes much more time and by the time we get back here like immediately companies will come and take all of our gold from us right um and so we're doing this sort of under the cover of no legality we're just taking the gold um and so there's already all of these stakes just like within doing it it's just like we have to get this gold up we're going to be up here for months it's going to suck we're going to eat beans and sleep poorly yeah we all have to be on our guard and we have to get all this gold out and then um not tell anybody not see anybody and if they do see us we're going to pretend to be hunters and just hope that works yeah hope that which works. it doesn't it never does the <laughs> moment the moment they try to pull that off the guy's like no you're not yeah <laughs> so uh then we there's a couple scenes we see them uh they when they finally have a they're weighing out their first like little low load of gold yeah yeah, yeah. and they say it's something like three thousand total or something he has like three thousand bucks worth or whatever and they're yeah. like that's a lot of money but like he's like how much do you think we'll get he's like probably twenty five thousand a piece if we're you know if we work and he's like well uh humphrey bogart uh dobbs is like um when are we going to start splitting it up and then they have this conversation which is the first little part of like doubting each other yeah where the guy the prospector is like i don't care like whenever you want we could do it now we can he's like i don't really care about protecting your treasure um i don't really want to do that but uh we can also wait until we turn it into money and then split all the money up then um and then he's like well i guess if you don't want that we'll take our own treasure and hide it and then they start like realizing that like he's telling him why they're going to start doubting each other and like why they're going to not trust each other right and he's like i'm the most trustworthy of all of us and they're like what do you mean we're trustworthy and he's like no well (laughs) and he like explains all this stuff and this is a really interesting scene they're in the camp and sort of realizing like okay this is how it's going to be fair and that immediately falls apart (laughs) yeah it's it's interesting it's like he is he is so virtuous through this whole thing but also like you're like but i don't know man like you're nobody like we don't like there's no reason for them to trust you yeah there's no reason for them to trust you we don't even know you or trust you like yeah you play this virtuous game but who the fuck knows really yeah howard is a weird character because you don't know that he's not going to steal all their gold he clearly knows a lot more yeah especially Um, because like the first other person outside of their group that we meet is that 
you know, oil well dude who just like completely fucks them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like um, I could completely have imagined a version of this movie that plays out where it's like, and at the end, Howard fucking hits them both on the head with a hammer and of then course. fucking throws them down the gold shaft and then <laughs> leaves. Yeah. So, um, so we are now sort of doubting. We're now sort of distrusting. Um, and then we get a scene where uh, Humphrey Bogart is digging and uh, the cave collapses in on him a little. Yeah. Um, Howard is not around for some reason. I can't remember why. But yeah. Cotton hears about it. He runs. He's like, uh, Dobbs? And then he realizes. You see him like, you see him like turn his back for a second yeah. and be like, oh, maybe I'll leave him in there. Which is funny because Curtin is the one who, from basically no other moment, is he. Uh, does he seem like he wants to take it for himself? Yeah, and it's almost he, like that's his moment to be like... His one moment where he's like, I could get more money from this this way. Yeah, and but then, then he's he like, decides, but that's fucked. And then yeah. he's like, I will not do that. Yeah. And then he's resolute for the rest of the movie. He will not do that. Right, so he, he turns around and he says, not going to do that. Goes back into the cave, picks up Dobbs and, and helps him. Yeah, and then from this point on, the movie takes this weird turn where like, it continues to be a fun adventure that you're really invested in and you're having a great time with except Dobbs. Yeah. And like, really it's just like curtain is great and prospector guy is great. And Dobbs is just like constantly fucking it up. And yeah. He's constantly being like, but I don't trust you guys. And you're like, shut up, Stop. dude. Why are you Stop doing this? Stop doing this. Right. And this is the thing Everybody that... else is having a great time making gold, you pain in the ass. <laughs> this is the thing that uh, happens a lot in zombie movies. Mm-hmm. Where, oh, and there's the one about, guy. <laughs> there's yes, the one guy who's like, he's the we're going to split up. <laughs> and I'm going to take control. And I have a gun. And if yeah. you don't like that, I'm going to shoot you in the face. And it's like, there's zombies. Yeah, we need, like, we're trying listen, to... <laughs> we need a strong male leader. Okay? <laughs> yeah, this group needs some order from some, me, the mall security guard who has the shotgun. <laughs> some asshole who's just like on a power trip. Mm-hmm. And Dobbs is that way. Kind Dobbs of. is absolutely the zombie cop guy. Yeah, because yes. he's just like constantly being like you're all out to get me so i'm gonna fuck you up it's like if you did how can you not not understand yeah there's an excellent scene where like there's a gila monster in their camp and and uh what's cotton curtain 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 is trying to like get it out of there and whatever and then it just so happens that the gila monster goes into dobbs's hiding place where he's keeping his gold and curtain's trying to like get it out with a stick and dobbs is like hey fuck you man you're trying to steal my fucking gold and he's like hey i didn't know your fucking gold was down there man there's this a gila monster he's like no i don't believe he's you. like oh really really there's a fucking gila monster yeah as Real if surprise. i would believe there would be a deadly creature in this harsh environment we've lived in for months yeah. and he's like well then if you're so fucking sure why don't you go fucking put your hand down there you two pussy to fucking do yeah. it and he's, he's like, like no i'm not a, i'm not a fucking pussy you are <laughs> he's like well then put your hand down there and they have a whole little standoff and there's then he's, guns involved they're shooting they're oh holding yeah they're guns. holding guns at each other and shit and then finally he's like all right well flip the fucking rock over and there Howard does you it. see the gila monster and he's like there bitch fucking yeah read him and weep and and that this is the first time how uh dobbs is a huge dickhead and sort of is eating crow when he realizes there really is a power like a very poisonous yeah uh, that he could have lost his hand he could have died um and for the next little bit he calms down after that um because a lot more plot has to happen um <laughs> uh 
which is, you know, it makes sense. They motivate it. It does feel kind of funny because for a little while he just stops being paranoid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's motivated, but it is clearly like because we needed to do the Cody thing. Right. So um, Howard wants them to go to... Uh, Go to town to get like beans and yeah, just to get supplies or whatever. Yeah. The first time they've gone back to the town, I believe Curtin goes. Curtin goes. Curtin yeah. goes because Dobbs is being a bitch about it, <laughs> and um, Curtin goes and meets this guy. So this also sets up the bandits are known about by this town. Mm-hmm. The federales are the cops of uh, yeah, and they set up what happens when the federales catch you. Yeah, which is just straight up murder you. Yeah, they, you just, well, they may, even worse. They make you dig your own grave, and yeah. then they murder you. And then you. they you are firing ranged. <laughs> <laughs> you smoke a cigarette, you get your last words, and then you're shot yeah. into your own grave. And that's what the Mexican cops are doing. Um, they call them federales, um, and they are the good guys in this movie. They are basically moral. They only want to punish bandits, and they just immediately murder all the bandits. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I don't know anything about Mexico at this period. I'm sure they're not the good guys, but whatever. Uh, whatever. I have no clue. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't care. For don't the- know what the system of government uh, is at this point. No <laughs> clue. In 1948, no idea. Actually, I think it this probably movie, takes place even earlier. I think it takes place in 27. Uh, I don't remember. But in the, any event, there it's is 25. Yeah, curtains in town, and he's buying beans and whatever. And there's this other dude. Um, What's his name? Cody. Cody. And Cody is like, yo, dude, fucking what? Another American? Are you kidding me? Here? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I've been talking crazy. to Mexicans for so long. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing out He's here? He's so excited to meet another American. <laughs> and and, uh, and, and Curtin's just like, uh nothing he's hunting. giving him short answers he's just like i'm i'm fucking around whatever he's like i'm hunting he's like there's hunting in these mountains there's there's game he's like oh yeah got some pelts <laughs> yeah, you know dude. just you know just what do you it's like what do you hunt he's like tigers he's <laughs> 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 like really tigers he's yeah. like yeah <laughs> mexican tigers <laughs> yep uh-huh yep. and he's like that's crazy i didn't know there was hunting i thought but i did hear that there was uh gold yeah i heard there was hills. gold in the Nar hills gold. and he's like no nope not a, i've not actually a been here spec, for yeah. months and i would know if there was gold i've been all over this hill no gold no gold man and he's like well you know if there's people up there can i hang out with you guys and he's like no <laughs> <laughs> you can't yeah and then Cody's really like prefer- all right well then peace man and then he leaves and then he's like surprise i'm actually following you <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and obviously he follows them and he's like he immediately tells the guys he's like i don't think this guy bought it i think he was tracking us he's like are you sure he's like yeah he's right there he's right there <laughs> and that, that scene is so good cody is so fucking funny <laughs> he really just seems like he doesn't want any trouble he just wants to hang out with america <laughs> first he kind of just seems like he wants to hang out he's like guys i'm all alone just be bros and they're like and uh dobbs yeah, no, is just no immediately fucking kidding. Dobbs his, is being a huge pain yeah, in the ass he just he's pulls like, his gun on him he's like get the fuck get out. out of here you can't have any of our beans or our coffee i will fucking kill oh, yeah, you he makes coffee he's like what the fuck you waste our water making coffee you pain How in the ass how dare you yeah yeah and so um basically he they spill the beans they figure out that 
Cody figures out that they're they're mining gold and they've struck gold. Yeah. And he's like, the way I see it, you got three options. One, you can kill me. If you do that, though, how many people are you going to kill? Like, how many people are going to find out about this? Do you really want to kill like ten people? Like, yeah. And he and, and and we're in the we're in the shadow of the scene with the federales. Like, you know what happens to people who are on the wrong side of the law in Mexico. Yeah. You don't go to jail. You know, you mm-hmm. get fucking murdered. So that's a, they're not sure they want to do that. Um, and he's like, two, you can run me off. Obviously that's a terrible plan because I'll just tell the, you know, I'll just report it and then I'll have a claim to it and yeah. I'll come get it anyway. Three, you can cut me in. I'm not asking you for what you've already made. Just what I help get. And they're like, damn, that is the, like Dodd makes uh, Dobbs makes this great face where he's like, shit, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, um, and they're like, and Howard's like, can we talk about this like by ourselves? And uh, one of my favorite moments in the movie, they start talking about it, and Howard's like, I think we should just cut him in. Like, it's not we've already made so much money. Yeah, and like he's like, I've made probably more than I even need to. I'm an old man, and. Dobbs is like, I don't want to, but I think it kind of makes sense. Um, but I would kill him. I think we should probably just kill him. And and he's like, why don't we just majority vote? And uh, Curtin, you basically decide. And Curtin's like, let's kill him. And there and I was like, whoa, really? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and that's why, like at the end of the movie, like the way that the movie resolves, I kind of was like, well, that's the moment when they when they decided that they're not getting the gold essentially like that's the movie god like says like you don't get the gold you, yeah you made you, a bad you guys, choice you guys you guys voted to kill him right and so they vote to kill him and then right as soon as they about to kill him cody's like uh look over there and all of these bandits are coming towards them yeah they show up they clean up the whole camp they look like no one's there they hide behind rocks and they're like cody help us kill these guys fuck it we're not gonna kill you or whatever uh, <laughs> and then um and then they come and then the f- most famous line in the movie happens where gold hat the the one they were talking about who they missed when they're on the train yeah he's like we have federales <laughs> yeah, i fucking love that it's so much better than the version of it that gets that gets around because like the the version that you hear is like badges we don't need no stinking badges the real version of it is him just being like we're fucking feds dude <laughs> just like clearly bullshit <laughs> absolutely incredible performance from him by the way what a fucking funny actor yeah Goldhead is so funny (laughs) and it really like made me laugh it was a great great moment he's like we have federales Uh." (laughs) and then like he like keeps adjusting the lie as he goes (laughs) like clearly nobody's ever buying it but he keeps trying anyways he's like actually we're like trying to buy guns (laughs) do you want to like sell me your gun I'll give you a gold watch yeah and uh so dad is like dobbs is just like please leave i'm gonna shoot you and he shoots him through the hat and then they get into a shootout basically yeah um big old shootout big old shootout and they win kind of um they get him to retreat at least yeah um and then right as soon as that happens the actual federales show up and chase him off right um during this cody dies (laughs) yes cody dies but another like fun scene like on the train where they're all just like yo look at those guys fucking run you (laughs) see those federal there's so many of them oh my god (laughs) it is it's they're so they're they're so amped um because they're on an adventure and i think one of the things that i really 
liked about this movie and it sort of made me understand why people like adventures. Yeah. You know, like I just, you hear that sort of word thrown around as like a type of movie of like an adventure movie. Right. But it's like, usually people are talking about Indiana Jones, which Mm -hmm. is a pretty fun movie, but I don't feel like there's no amount because Indiana Jones is OP. He knows too much. He's mm. too strong. And he doesn't have homies. He doesn't have homies. The homies are a big part of this. It's like jackass. It's like, yes. it's it's such a big part of what works about this movie is like the point where like the thing happens and then you see the guys all being like, ha yeah. dude, we fucking did it. Yeah. Or like when they're like, when they get up to the top, when they find the gold for the first time and the two of them are just like, Honest. Oh, <laughs> this is so fucking hard. <laughs> We're done. And then the prospect is like, you guys are fucking bitches. Oh my God, you pussies. Call my fucking grandma. Oh my God. I'm 80 years old. Come on. Yeah. There's just, you know, you get to experience this very fun thing with people who you yeah. like and like understand their relationship, even if they're one of them is a huge asshole. Um, and that this movie has that in spades in a way that yeah. I really didn't expect it to have. Um, so they feel bad about Cody and um, they find that his wife was like writing it from te- this scene is actually pretty sad. Uh, yeah, She wrote this letter to him where I she's also just like, it Hey, like- fucking stop going gold prospecting, <laughs> dude, stay home with your kid. Yeah. And she's like, you already have all the thing, everything you want. Like you have, Oh, yeah, we already found. We the had a really treasure. great scene that really matters, where uh, Howard asks what they're gonna do with their money. Yeah, and um, Curtin asks him, and he's like, "I'm just probably like settle down." And uh, what does Howard say? He's like, "I don't remember exactly." He's gonna like. He's just gonna retire. Basically, he's just gonna retire, and he's like, "I won't need any more money. I'm older." And he's like, "What are you gonna do?" And Curtin's like, "I want to live on a peach farm." Yeah, he's gonna start a. And peach he has this farm really beautiful good. pastoral like speech about how he worked at a peach farm and it was great. And he's just like, "I just want to live that kind of life where you just like plant your trees and it's great." Yeah. He's like, "I'll buy some land and start a peach farm." And they're like, "That sounds great." And then. Dobbs, Dobbs is like, is like <laughs> I'm gonna buy all these like fancy clothes yeah, I'm and like, <laughs> I'm gonna like get fucked up all the time. I'm gonna get a Turkish bath and he they clearly couldn't say like I'm gonna get so much pussy. <laughs> yeah, I'm but gonna, they like I'm gonna buy whores. But they do, he's like like he doesn't say it, but then Howard is like, Women are dangerous and it's yeah. like what what what? Uh, <laughs> it's like clearly they weren't allowed to say what yeah. he was gonna say, but um so in Cody's letter, the wife's letter is like, come back to our fruit farm and like help us and like, yeah. don't do this again. This is the last time. And, you know, we have such a great pastoral life. It's lovely. Come back and do it. And he's like, shit, <laughs> we let this guy die. Um, and so that obviously comes into play later. Um, then what happens? Uh, then, um, they run out of gold like the gold dries up Basically, in the mine right after like, that they feel bad and they're like look people find are gonna find out about this we've been up here 10 months yeah and the gold is, but specifically they're like the gold is like starting to slow down and so like there's not like there's not many more days where we can get gold out of here right and dodd's like dodd had originally been like i want a hundred thousand dollars yeah but they're up to thirty five thousand dollars a piece and he's like you know what it's fine let's go let's and, get the fuck and, out and of that's here that's more than you wanted 
That's I'm happy. And so they all kind of agree. Let's go. But they have a whole scene where he's like, well, first we got to repair the mountain and, you know, I close up her scene. mind and whatever. And like, you know, like she gave us so much. We got to treat her good and whatever. And like doesn't really need to be there. It doesn't really affect the plot at all. But it's like a nice little thing to add in. It's interesting because he's like he's like, all right, if you guys don't want to, you don't have to. And even dad is like don't worry man we'll help you clean up it's yeah, fine we'll like it. there's like this weird like moments of camaraderie that keep tricking you yeah because yeah, <laughs> yeah. like dad keeps is always such a bitch but then he has these little moments of like look we're in this together and you're like maybe it'll work out for these guys yeah uh and you really want it to but I really you, wanted you to. You know it's never going to. <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, I mean, I didn't know what was going to happen, but like, you know, it's not going to work out. Like, the, what kind of story would it be? <laughs> yeah. I knew one of, I thought one of them would get it. But what happens is, uh, shit. Right they're, at this so moment. So they're on the journey back. The natives. The natives come and they're like, hey, our baby is dying. Yeah, they had For a kid some who reason, like fell in the river and he like didn't drown, but he won't come to after he's out. He's just kind of in a catatonic state. And they're like, can, can you, you help Can us? you help? And Howard's like, sure, I'll help you. And then he somehow does. Yeah, this weird is like scene. The, it's a weird scene. It, <laughs> it's very out of nowhere. Like they don't set up at all that Howard knows anything about like first aid or anything he's a, like he's a that. a shaman or something. And he's just doing some weird shit to him too that like doesn't look like anything I've ever seen where he's just like <laughs> moving, moving his, his arms. <laughs> <laughs> and he like does that a few times and eventually the kid comes to and they're like oh my god you're fucking you're a medicine man you're a medicine man and he immediately leaves um and so as they're leaving uh the camp they finally get all the gold divvied up they put it on the burrows they are putting it away and they're leaving and the natives come back the next day and they're like hey we need to give you uh, like you mean you suck your dick and give you <laughs> tobacco and stuff because you saved our baby and he's like you don't really don't have to do that i gotta go and they're like we're gonna kill you if you don't let us do that and he's like okay i guess i'll go i guess i'll go get my dick sucked <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys i gotta go you know get pleasure um and so <laughs> it's really weird but that's the story and he so curtain and dodd have to go dobbs keep saying dodd dobbs have to go and basically they say we're gonna go to durango we'll hold the gold we'll keep your shit until you meet us there yeah and you'll probably get a horse or something from these people and then you'll be you'll be there like in the uh, the day after in a jiffy it'll be fine yeah and this is where everything goes to absolute shit because for some reason because howard isn't there to talk sense into him dobbs is just like and they can't they can't outnumber dobbs at that point right that's the real right. thing is that it's two against one they'd always be able to overpower dobbs if he tried some shit right because he's and an dobbs idiot is just going insane this whole time yeah he's just losing his mind he's talking to himself and he basically is like curtain you're gonna kill me and you're gonna take my money so i have to take it from you and he's like the fuck are you talking about yeah curtain the whole time is like dude i don't want to do that yeah, I'm, i don't know how to prove to you that i don't want to yeah. and then he really does prove to him because he punches him he takes his gun points them both at him and he's like i don't want this i want to split it with you equally and he's like if you really mean that give me my gun back so he takes the bullet out and gives him his gun back and put his gun away and is like 
all right. And then Dobbs is like, nope. Which also, <laughs> by the way, is going to be important later. I can't believe how many things they it's fucking so like. They're, <laughs> old movies aren't like this, folks. They don't really do this a lot where like everything in the script is going to come back later. Right. Most movies don't. Most movies don't do that. But everything in this movie is going to end up being something at some point. <laughs> Which is great. I mean, this is how you're supposed to write a movie. Yeah. That's, you know, like, unless you're an artsy person who's breaking the rules, like, this movie just feels like a lesson. Yeah. Like, if you have, if you care, if you care about writing, like, anything that's supposed to be fun or intriguing or adventurous, like, you must watch this movie because yeah. it's so well done. Um, but yeah, it matters later because because um, <laughs> he doesn't have bullets to to shoot at the banditos, right? But anyway, Dobbs so 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 they're they're growing ever like he's growing ever more distrustful and he's going insane and and uh, he yeah eventually says like I'm gonna kill you because you're gonna kill me first. Mm-hmm. They they have their little fight and 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 uh, he's like, well, listen, like you're gonna have to sleep sometime, and when you sleep, I'm gonna fucking take that gun back and I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. And he he's just like, tells well, him that's then I'm going to have to tie you up every night. But he doesn't do that for some reason. Because he's like too good hearted. and Yeah, he's just a good guy. So they have this really intense like little sequence where, uh, uh, keep reading his name, Curtin. Curtin. Curtin is like trying to stay awake, but he can't. And Dobbs is just like staying awake on the pure power of his psychosis. Yeah, of being a maniac. <laughs> and then so he finally falls asleep it's a very tense scene falls asleep immediately just picks him up takes him and shoots him yeah Dobbs twice fucking shoots him in the middle of the woods and And then then he's like oh fuck now i've got all these burrows to deal with (laughs) (laughs) yeah like a moron and he's immediately like shit what do i do now uh i guess uh he throws his gun at curtain he's like it's your gun anyway fuck you i don't give a shit he takes his gun yeah and then um he's like uh okay well i guess i'll bury him in the morning it'll be fine he's dead and he's like wait did he die and he goes back and he looks at him he's like yep dead and then he like it's like okay uh uh okay i'll 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 bury him in the morning it's fine he's like fuck having a conscious jesus and then yeah. he goes to bed wakes up in the morning what we see is curtain was not dead he just shot him in the arm a couple times yeah um he played dead like a like a smart guy, and then he um, <laughs> crawls to a native encampment, the Indian I don't know, native Mexicans. Yeah, um, whatever. The native Mexicans help him, and then they tell Howard. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, we found your friend. He got shot in the arm." And then he goes to help him. Dobbs is like, "Maybe the tiger got him." the tiger he sees his body isn't there in the next morning he's like shit i guess maybe the tiger got him he'll be he'll be fine all right well off to get all these burrows to durango (laughs) yeah so he tries to take all six seven burrows yeah to clearly in over his head he's like exhausted because they've set up earlier that it's such a hard hike that they're doing yeah you know dealing with these burrows they've set up several times that it's like it's not easy you know right they're mad at howard because howard left them with two burrows so he's got six to deal with now no way he's got no chance he's fucking exhausted and he's like dehydrated and uh he ends up at this like watering hole that's like clearly just like shitty stagnant water. Yeah, I th- he's gonna I thought he get was gonna sick poison and die yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he's drinking out of this watering hole and he gets up and who's there Gold, gold hat, hat. <laughs> one more yeah. time baby it's gold hat he's like do i know you <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so fucking funny again. He's just like, do I know you? He's like, what's up? man what you, do you we got to all these burrows what are you doing and he's like oh yeah we got pelts uh we're pelts oh dude, no he's what like, a trying fucking, to lie he's trying to lie he's saying we got pelts we're 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 hunters whatever and like it's another one of those scenes where it's just like this is not fooling anybody yeah. <laughs> and like gold hat knows exactly what the fuck's up here he doesn't know that you're a gold guy but he knows that like whatever it is you're saying is not the truth my friend yeah so he so they he's like almost to the city basically yeah and gold hat is basically like you're trying to lie to us we're gonna take all your burrows anyway and then he tries to defend himself and they just fucking kill him yeah they which hack is, him up with a fucking uh with a machete. machete which is wild and i was not expecting him to just die in this moment because it's not the end of the movie yeah um and so they're like oh we're gonna fuck all these sandbags and just start like yes, taking yes, the gold yes. off this is of super the- important so so it's they they've taken the burrows <laughs> They've they've not believed him that he has friends who are coming for him. Right, which he, he does. keeps trying to say like I've got friends on horseback. They're just behind me. And Gold Hat's like I'm looking. I'm looking. I don't see I don't a fucking see soul out there, dude. I don't think anyone's coming for you. <laughs> and he's like, No, they are. And he's like, Well, fuck you, dude. And he tries to shoot them, and he doesn't have the bullets. He doesn't have bullets because Curtin took them earlier. Yep. Um, and so and he forgot because like, he's an idiot. <laughs> stupid fucking loser. We're going to kill you with a machete. They hack him up and then they take the burrows and they're like, all right, well, let's go sell these fucking donkeys and all and these hides, the hides and whatever. Yeah, because they do have hides because they yeah. were hunting just for food and stuff. Right. So he's like, we'll take these into town. We'll sell them for whatever the fuck they're worth. And then he sees all these sandbags and he's like, well, I guess these are just sandbags. And he cuts it up. And this is the fucking gold that they spent 10 months mining. I honestly gasped. I was like, <laughs> he, like, there's a shot where he opens it up and then like stabs the bag and just pours the gold out all over the fucking sand. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> the gold is just on the ground. I guess that bag's gone. And then they take off all the other bags. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck is going to happen? So they take the burrows to the fucking city and the the kid from the beginning of the movie who we saw at the beginning of the movie look at the brands that are on the burrows. Because when they rented them the burrows, they put like a little uh, Gemini symbol on yeah. them and then drew that on the contract and he, we saw him see it. You can't possibly expect us to recap this this well because it's, so, <laughs> it's so dense. And But the, the kid is just like, Hey, I know those burrows. That's my fucking lottery friend. Yeah. And he like looks at the the brand on the donkey. He's like, shit. And he runs and tells the Federales. And these guys are like, look at all this shit we got to sell. Why don't you have a little, let's make a deal. And they are making a deal. And the cops immediately come and they're like, <laughs> okay. And then they just kill all of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Gold Hat gets killed. But he does get one last little moment where he's just like, come on, man. Can I at least have my hat yeah. on? <laughs> And like, oh, sure. Also, I want to mention, uh, all of this is in Spanish. Yes. Yes. With what the no fuck? Subtitles. No subtitles. Well, I mean, they didn't invent subtitles yet. But I mean, I like, they, 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 no subtitles. Tons of Spanish. There's tons Very of Spanish cool. in this movie. I love it. And you're never, you always are on the precipice of being lost, but then somebody sort of naturalistically explains to somebody who doesn't speak Spanish. Yeah. Or you just get it by context. You just kind of vibe it out, yeah. Like, this whole scene, like, basically once... Once Dobbs is dead, there's like a good three to five minutes of just Spanish. Yeah. And you just like get what's happening because it's directed really well. Right. Um, 
and that that's very impressive that whole thing where he you hear him say like uh necesito sombrero <laughs> yeah. like whatever he says he's and they're like fine and then he like grabs it and then goes back against the wall <laughs> and then dies um and so they keep the burros for them and then um they curtain curtain and, and howard, howard show, show back up, up and they're like hey what the fuck happened here and they're like hey these guys they you know they fucking they, they stole your burrows. Your they killed your friend but like we got your burrows and they're like yeah what about the bags and they're like no what bags. bags yeah and this is like the one thing that isn't set up very well is the kid is apparently like yeah i heard them talking and they said there was sandbags on there and they ripped them up and threw them out yeah like why like, whatever <laughs> whatever and then so they're like shit they're at the ruins they go there's a sandstorm going on every bag is gone yeah and then they're just like oh they thought they were sandbags and they just like destroyed them and the sand blew them all away and you're like howard just starts laughing yeah just like cackling like the joker and he's like (laughs) They, the gold went back to where we took it <laughs> and then curtain also starts laughing and everyone starts laughing just maniacally and they yeah. just like sit down and stare at the ground <laughs> and they're like fuck well oh well and then like howard is just like look i'm gonna have a great life now i'm like yeah, I'm a, a medicine sh- man. medicine man Shit and the shaman rules. they i just am gonna live in the the little town like I'm gonna i basically eat pineapple and get my dick sauce yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna rules. marry a squaw and it's gonna be awesome and curtain is just like okay well i guess i'm gonna go and he's like you should go uh take care of cody's widow she lives on a fruit farm it's all good and he's like yeah okay i guess i'll do that i didn't realize like what the implication of that was until just now really that's just like oh yeah you should go like you should go fuck that woman yeah she's probably hot <laughs> Helen sounds hot. <laughs> no, I saw a picture of her. Remember? Oh yeah, and he was like pretty nice. Pretty nice. <laughs> you should go fuck Helen. She already has a peach farm. <laughs> I thought it was just like a like a nice like hey go go pay her a visit and just like you know say like I mean even if he doesn't fall in love with her at least they can help out work out on the farm or whatever. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so none of them, <laughs> none of them get any money. Oh man, we're going over. But yeah, we are that's over. the end of the movie. Yeah, they, no, nobody gets anything. It fucking from this ends all. on that. Yeah. Like, I, there's a shot that I honestly thought was gonna be like, actually, someone does get the money. I thought it was gonna be. I thought there was gonna be like a little Looney Tunes ending where like the little circle goes in to show like one bag was still there. Yeah, or like burr, ten bags But no, it's just a bag like blowing on a cactus, and yeah. it's like, no, fuck it, there, it's all gone. And that's the end. Literally, that's the title end. card. Um, so. Yeah, we had fun just recapping this movie. Yeah, sick um, movie. Really, really fucking good. I I mean, I think there's like... I mean, the easy take is that it's a it's a movie about greed, right? Of course. But I really think that there's a lot about... there's It's a lot more about mortality than anything else. And That's tr- what I got a lot like, of. And trust and mm-hmm. like what is the point? Yeah, absolutely. Like what's the point of, of grinding? Like yeah. what's the point of trying to get money? Um like what kind of life do you want to live yeah you literally end on dust in the wind like yeah. you literally are ending <laughs> on dust you came dusty shall return like uh-huh. there's nothing like there, there there's no bigger message here than to say like 
the way you spend your time is your life. Exactly. You know, like that's what life is. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not like what your future plans are. It's not what you want to do with it and whatever. It's like what you're doing right now is life. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not having fun, it's, that's all you get you're wasting your time yeah the time that you're having right now is the time you have um and you know dodds dobbs is just so it's you know it's so well fucking done because it's like dobbs whole thing is that he's constantly worried about what will happen to the point where he fucking dies yeah he his reward of like not being like being so afraid of like having the good time because he's the only one who doesn't have a plan he's like i'm gonna get cool ass clothes and i'm gonna fuck i'm so glad that he doesn't get pussy i'm so fucking <laughs> he doesn't glad. get pussy at all he doesn't not get even, the turkish not bath. even a stitch he doesn't get a two pennies to rub together <laughs> he's got nothing he's fucking dead um yeah and he doesn't deserve it because he didn't i mean by the logic of the movie he fucking just hated everyone around him and was selfish and yeah. you know only was thinking about his own personal pleasure in the future and not actually just enjoying the time with his homies yeah uh which he should have been doing and curtain does you know curtain is like i care more about this my partner than anything else yeah they um, even at some point this is something we forgot to mention is that they at some point after cody dies they're like yeah, we should like cut in his wife yeah like, yeah we should give her some of the money like that a, we make from like this because like he he fucking saved our lives in this bandito showdown yeah and Howard's like, yeah, that sounds good to me. I'm fucking down. And and Dobbs is like, you fucking <laughs> loser. Yeah, he's like, what is this? Some kind of meeting of? Her? I can't remember what the line is, but he, he what has is this, a, good a sewing circle yeah. or whatever. Like yeah, he's fucking like, what chicks is this bullshit. Am I with chicks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He's just a selfish asshole, and yeah. like, it's more. I think you're absolutely right. It's not just greed. Like right. they're not really talking about capital or you know, right. any sort of like it's funny because it i read re- if it was greed they'd keep mining forever they like yeah, the yeah. the thing would be that like howard like if it was a greed movie then then you know howard and curtain would leave and dobbs would stay right dobbs would be like i'm gonna keep digging and then he would fucking like starve to death out in the mine because he right. wanted to stay to keep getting the money mm-hmm. and i mean like there will be blood is a movie about capital and right. greed and it's an incredible movie but this is a movie about like what life is and yeah. like what why do you need how do you want to survive and how do you want to live and like what the difference between those two things is um which is crazy because it's also just a fucking fun movie about yes. having an adventure with your bros. Yeah, ultimately um, that's what the movie is. Yeah. It's a very fun adventure. And with it's homies. funny because I was reading about John Huston for this episode, mm-hmm. and like, there's a ton of stuff to talk about. I mean, he was like one of the main guys in Hollywood against McCarthyism, and was like, you know, very canceled for being a communist. Yeah, and along with Humphrey Bogart. Um, and uh you know had a lot of thoughts about this Mm -hmm. you know and a lot of his work because he did the maltese falcon he did uh, the african queen he did um he did moby dick uh tons of great movies he's a fucking legend um and then later acted in a lot of great movies too um but you know you can there's not really a lot here to be like this is a political movie this is a movie sort of about like it's about life how we care for each other um which is political obviously but like you know it's more of an individual like how do you care about the people around you and how do you care for yourself um 
and it's fucking great. It's it, it was a good time. It's a good ass movie. <laughs> so highly recommended. Thank you for listening to this episode. We've gone long because it's a long movie. Yeah. Um, but we had a lot of fun, and we hope you check it out because I was honestly really reluctant to even watch this movie. Yeah. I have heard about it since I was a kid and I was just like, how good could this be? But it's fun. It's, it's a really fun. fun movie. So thanks for being with us. We're, this has been Generation Lost. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear more of our show, you can go to patreon.com slash generation loss. You can follow me at Kingdom Autography. You can follow Jeremy at Jeremy Thunder. And we will see you in the Discord. See you next time. Bye. Born on this mountain a long time ago. Before they knocked down the timber and strip mine the coal. And you woke up in the morning before it was light. And you go down in that dark hole and come back at night. This mountain, this mountain's my home And she holds me and keeps me from worry and woe And now they took everything that she gave, now they're gone But I will die on this mountain, this mountain's my home I was young on this mountain, but now I am old. And I knew every holler and cool swimming hole. Till one night I lay down and woke up to find that my childhood was over and went down. She holds me and keeps me from worry and woe. Now they took everything that she gave now.